Bam, here we go. This is it, episode number 104, No Laugh Track Podcast. This is Justin Severson, the host. Thank you to Circle of Heat for letting us play their music uh, before the show there. Uh, if you haven't yet, leave a, mes- leave, a- leave a message. Leave me a message. Give me a call. No, leave a review or a comment on iTunes. Uh, always appreciate those and reading them, they're, uh, especially if they're entertaining, which they usually are. Right now, like I said, 104, let's kick it off. We've got a return guest back from episode 33 and a brand new one, Eric Allen and Mike E. Winfield. In the building! Yeah! What? It's a special, 104. Yeah! It has a special ring. That's a lot. That's yeah. a lot. That's I a, know. That's a lot That's a lot of numbers. You were back in 33 back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Back in the day when this podcast- started this stuff. Back when I launched this <laughs> podcast- <laughs> We're just 70. double. We're just a little double digit. Yeah, yeah, then. absolutely. What's changed in seventy one episodes with you, Mikey? What's ha- hey, What's we'll new? See. What's we'll shaking? See. Yep. Let's go. What, tell me everything that's happened since the last uh, seventy one. How many other ago. podcasts have well, you done since that you time? Cheat on me, did you? <laughs> nah, I didn't do one. Yeah. <laughs> this is my my first one since thirty three. Oh, listen, I didn't love any other podcast besides this podcast. <laughs> you better, yeah. You better kept your clothes on with those other yeah, podcasts. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's all I do. All right. Yeah. So, uh, welcome, fellas. Thank you very Thank much. You, yeah. I was here for the show last night. Yeah, that was Headliner Mikey Winfield, feature Eric Allen. That was fun. That was a fun show. That was a fun. I thought the energy uh, was amazing, and um, they were very open. Yeah. They were open. And they were just down. Yeah. They were, like, ready to have a good time. Like, sometimes you, uh, like, I'll step on stage and I'll be like, these people don't want to be here. Like, they're like these people are very unhappy right now. Like, it's just a weird, like, you can read energies from people. Yeah. And sometimes, but last night I walked on stage, I said, I was like, said something weird. And then said something, like, talk, talked about, like, I was just starting to, I just started to mess around right away. Yeah. Which also is another energy instead of walking out and going into a bit right away. Right. Like, there's, I don't know, part of it's our, our deal, but part of it's their deal. Because mm. sometimes you walk on stage and you're like, I'm going to jack around for a little bit. Right. You know what I mean? Maybe we should do that. Maybe we shouldn't do that. But sometimes we do that. Hey, let me ask you. Do you feel judged by anything in, like, your own physical description when you walk to the stage? Do you feel like, on a general, they just love you or they're just like, eh, I don't know about this guy. I, I feel like I was trying to explain this to somebody is I feel like I feel like and it's what I open on now is like these people have never played audience together before. Okay. So we're okay. we're asking a lot from them. Yeah, that was good. I like that. Like that I've that's the first time I've been trying that, but that's like my new favorite thing is is like you guys have never been a team before. And as a performer, I want you to listen, laugh, clap. All at the appropriate times. Right. All together in unison. And you've never met and don't know each other's names. Wow. Like we asked we asked 150 people or whatever last night to act like one single organism together. Okay. But they've never seen each other. Hmm. So we expect a lot from them. Absolutely. And and the weird thing is, is like they expect a lot from us because they're like, we came here to be entertained. Yeah. You Your job. Go. Yeah, and then also what emotion they bring to that because sometimes you see people's faces when you walk out into the crowd, and they're smiling and they're happy and they're anticipating it like mm. like a, like a present, but then other times you see people that are arms crossed, right? And they're like, "You better be able to make me laugh." Like it's ch- they challenge what you, you. I feel like every time I come to the stage, they already like me. Like I feel like I've been, you know fortunate enough to look the way i look so yeah. everyone as soon as they see me they're like you know what things are gonna be all right yeah, yeah, yeah. you know and I, I know they feel that way but i think the only thing that's going to change that is being known 
Right, right. I think the more familiar I get and the more that people know me, you get stuff to not know a person or not like a person. So there may be something that happens in an interview. Then you will have people that are like, you know, man, what's up with dude? Yeah, yeah. I'm here. I'm here to see him. <laughs> I like, but, the, what's I, up with but dude? that's also like, re, like the idea of like reading people just off appearance. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, what you, what, even your attraction to other humans or whatever, where it's like you see something and you're like, I like that, but that's like a girl. Like right. you see a girl and you're like, that's hot. And then like, I'll talk to a girl that I was attracted to. She'll say something dumb. And I'm like, you need to get away from me. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's weird. That's but, the world now. But that's what, yeah. but that's with us too. Like they see you, you're fucking likable like, yeah, dude right. you know what i mean like you're happy you're smiling yeah, right. all the time you're you, you're very approachable to like from the naked eye yeah but man you get to know you and you are not no i'm just glad my wife's not doing this podcast yeah, yeah, man because yeah. uh this, oh that's funny because here she is man. Come on out. <laughs> oh man nice surprise <laughs> Yeah, I'm yeah. here because you didn't pick up your socks. <laughs> like, what would she? Man. What would she complain about? Hey like, man, I don't know if she would <laughs> complain publicly yet. Oh really? I think it has to go to a certain level of success where she's like, "All right, now I'll get money from the book." Right. Like for but, now. But the she- funny thing is, is like you're worried about getting too much success because you know at some point your wife will publicly dog you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey man, because there's only I can't get one- too successful, or she's gonna air out all my dirty laundry. <laughs> as far as I know, there's only one person that hates me from time to time. But that's, that's, a, that's a short list, though, dude. Yeah, that's, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm proud of that, man. I feel like, you know, I'm not doing anything trying to ruin mankind or anything. I'm just, oh, dude. You know. But if I look back at, like, all my exes, and then you're like, if they like, if you just ask them, you're like, what's the three things I really needed to not do to still whatever, whatever, the, if I wouldn't, and have anybody hear that shit? You're like, yeah. Oops, mm. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. or even with a wife, like he don't do this, he doesn't do this. I don't like, like yeah. whatever. And then you look at the nitpicky things, like, yeah, you know, like you overall seem like a real good dude. So I don't think yeah, you're like that's the problem, man. It is a facade to some extent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I feel like I am, but who can? I can't be the judge of that. We, Let we, me tell you something. I, I was here with my girlfriend last night. There were so many times. I don't know how you do it. If you're is it if you just like figured it out by working crowd you know like years and years of being uh, in front of a crowd or maybe you work this with uh, your wife or whatever but my girlfriend she was in love with you by the end of the, the night you seem so sensitive like you got oh, good. the sense of humor but then you like are uh, saying things like from a woman's perspective when you were describing like uh, you know love and love and. Uh, Right, right. She's looking at me like, see, 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 or like uh, the number uh, on the drive home, Mike. She says to me, uh, I hope you learn something tonight. Oh, my. Yeah, I'm not kidding. That's like, not my intent. Like, well, I want to be the guy no, that dudes are like, you know, yeah, well, yeah. let me tell you, she was like, <laughs> you heard what he said about turning down sex. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> if I've done it one time, <laughs> you are ruining it for everybody, yeah. Mikey. Oh, yeah. man. Uh-huh. Right. This right. Is you were up there like the spokesperson for uh, for women. Very interesting because I was telling another buddy uh, recently that I feel like I want to hang out with a girl outside of my wife. This is never going to happen because I do want to understand from a woman's perspective how they view it because I don't know. I just know people laugh and I leave. Yeah. And I just know that's where it is. And I write everything based off of like personal experiences. So I'm talking from a real place. But you don't know. You just know they laughed and you left. 
Yeah. I mean, it, it appears, I don't know how it really is, it appears you have a really good relationship at home. Okay, like good. Figured out. I hope so. Yeah, like, I, you know. I'm you, glad it looks like that. No, no. I don't <laughs> and you can be... roll with the shit. I don't know. I You might be full of it. I I'm don't know. so happy to hear that because I don't want to be the dude that's like, oh, he's one of those guys out of town to talk shit about his wife to try to get girls. No. Because, no, no. you know, that's what has been the story of dudes on the roads forever. They talk yep. crap about their own women in an effort to chase or to gain. Yeah. I just want to talk about what's going on and be real about yeah, it. Yeah, like, yeah. this is the stuff that's happening. Yeah. So, interesting. It's Thank true. you. This it's is, true. That was, even I'm hearing it from one, but that's enough for me. But then also the point where it's like, it would be nice if we could just survey everyone after and be like, so what do you feel about the overall experience of what you just saw? Like, not, yeah. like laughter's great, and I want that and that is good feedback but then you're like when i started talking about this stuff you laughed but was that like a fun laugh or were you kind of bored and like everyone else laughed and then you laughed <laughs> like, you know, like, oh, like no. we're such like we comedians are anal we're anal and we we're really so, are and we overthink everything so much everything everything but then it, it, but now even the type of laugh i get like yes, I'm, I, yeah. like before when we started out you're like people are laughing they made noise laughing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you're just geeked out and then now no, that was like, a cough that was yeah, yeah but then now now you're like now you're like what style of laugh was that yeah <laughs> like, what the hell like what's wrong with me because <laughs> like, at this point you know this is a comedy show but it's not all about laughter sometimes it's reaction mm-hmm. sometimes yep. you're just trying to touch people yeah. in a way that i had to get something off my chest or i like like i like <laughs> this is so narcissistic but i like uh i like the strings of it like i like being able to push people down or slow the audience down to speed them up again hmm. or push you know what i mean like i like being able to realize that you can push other buttons than just the laugh button like wow. there's things you can like it's interesting like i have bits that i didn't do last night but i will do that are like i get i get like sad oh like audible audible groans right like, we're like oh like i'm hurting their heart wow that's creepy a little bit oh, i know weird right? <laughs> but but then i can but then i can that stuff i want to talk about that's mean right. that's real and that is yeah. emotional and then i like being able to like nope don't do that here's why and then wow. and then spike them up on that emotional level that's that's power man uh that's creepy and, but- and the thing about it because you're acknowledging that it's creepy but i feel like that's great that you are because that's like you're like, yeah, I can control emotion. But it's not – I don't want to control the emotion. I just want – I just like the fact that I'm able to bring that out of you. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Like I don't, right. I don't want to like – I don't – it's not like a It's not like a symphony thing where I think I can just like, <laughs> you know, like just hit like, okay, cry section, you go. And then now laugh <laughs> section, you're up. Like I'm not going to like wave a wand in front of them. Yeah. But, I, but I like knowing that I can say things where people can identify it identify the feeling and emotion that I was having so quickly that they're just like, oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Like, you're like, uh-huh. oh, I did that. Right. That's like, like a, a, an amazing movie will have you have a mixture of emotions. Right. And then I, I also feel that like if this is going to sound weird, but this is how much I've thought about this is where it's like if I, uh, every human, you and you, like us, all of us, we're at a usual, we're at a very even zero level emotion. Like you're at a very even keel emotion and that's what people come into the room with. So to get them from zero to five or ten to laugh, right. you make it, you're making them have an emotional jump. But now if I make them sad, they go from zero level to like a negative five level. And then if you can jump them from laugh there 
they're going to have more of a visceral reaction because oh, they're wow. making yeah. more they're making more emotional jumps because they have to go from they have to go from sad to normal to laugh instead of normal to laugh. That is a profound deepness. This, that, that or I have a lot of free time to overthink <laughs> this, yeah, and I love right, it. Right, right. Because uh, the thought of that, what you just said, is um, almost remarkable. It's weird. It really <laughs> it's yeah, weird. Yeah, but it's like this. You just pretty much you did what I've heard works in the dating world to dudes. Um, they say that oh, what I'll yeah. do oh, is Jesus. I'll go shoot a chick down and make her feel horrible. So that oh when I tell her how cute she is or something she is it's later, a bigger emotional thing. she's like, oh my gosh, I like him. Because she felt a sense of insecurity that you acknowledged. Right. But I don't want to make the audience feel insecure or bad. I want them to have maybe a emotional uh, sad reaction to juxtapose the happy reaction to make the happy reaction seem bigger. even bigger. Yeah. Right. So it's not like I don't want I don't want my audience to be bum, b- bummed out and I don't want to tell them there's yeah. Kind of, they could lose a few. Like, what am I going to do? Like, are you, yeah. like you're kind of pretty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, I bet I, you That's really, called a neg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Neg. <laughs> that's I, great. I, I don't oh, know. Oh, man. I don't know. I don't know any of that stuff, but I've heard girls, like, explain. Like, I've, I've had comics and female comics that are, yeah. like, that have read that book yes. just to know what's going on, just yeah. to make fun of it, or then also just to be warned where, like, a guy comes up to you and is, like, be like, oh, man, I bet that dress looks really good on some people right and you're like well did you compliment my dress or did you just make me feel bad right like that's horrible things like oh do you do you always wear your hair like that i mean no it's cool i you know i just yeah but like that's like (laughs) that's like that's a jacked up psychological warfare and unfortunately i mean people will get sex by any means like they're just like I just want it. I'm going to find a way to get it. Yeah, and they are masterminds. <laughs> but then this is a new bit that I want to try out, where it's like, where it's like, uh, it's about that where I, women are completely in control of it. Because I have I have girls that I'll hear. I'm sick of women complaining about getting dick pics by a text, and I'm like, listen, the only reason you get dick pics is because dick pics worked for that guy at some time. A yeah. guy will only try a way to get sex two or three times. And if that doesn't work, he gets a new trick. Mm. So the fact that that worked once. Do you think she's not putting out any energy to receive a dick pic, though? I don't know. Because no one's sending me dick pics. Right. It's because I'm giving off nothing Mm-mm. that would require them to send Mm-mm. me dick pics. Right. It's also weird that you're <laughs> no just, dick pics. It's also weird that you're just doing that. Like, I don't understand. Like, but it's also weird because I've, like, I've been talking with texting with women, and they're like, I'm like, and they they ask for that. They're like, I no, want. No, they that. don't. Do they? Fuck, I had it. I, what? I, I don't understand dating world. I don't get I it either. Been a part of it. And then I was like, centuries. I was married, and now I got a long time girlfriend. Yeah. I don't know. Wow. Yeah. But I've had people ask for it. I was like, really? Are you? Serious? I'll be like, oh man, you're turning me on, and they're like, show me. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Wow. Like that's that would happen. That's happened to me. But then the you other send them one of yours or somebody else. Oh no, you send them a bigger one. <laughs> yeah. No, but I'm saying like. That's recorded. No, I'm just kidding. No, it's great, yeah, ladies. Send it. Send it. <laughs> How's this look? But I was just saying that it's like that. It's like the only reason dudes are doing that, and like he, guys are just blindly sending that out to women, is is because at some time it worked. Mm-hmm. So if I'm saying if a woman was like got one of those and was like, no, <laughs> like don't do that. Buy me flowers. 
And then another woman said, no, don't do that. Buy me flowers. Pretty soon, dudes would just be buying girls flowers. So, look, is the dick pic the factor that puts it over the hill, or does it just contribute? Is I it like, all right, we're on. I guess, but I, I just think it's such a weird thing. Like, I think it's weird because we're you're not immersed right in the dick pic world right but i also feel that it's like but i also feel like in a relationship it doesn't happen anymore you know what i mean it's not like oh she like she's already seen it with her eyes yeah so you don't need to send a picture of it she knows what's there yeah you know what i mean so it's it's a it's only like an introduction thing but why are you introing with that like that's weird but then on the flip it is um something that you do in the beginning i can see that but think about this once you've been in a relationship if your woman was to send you pictures of herself yeah that's like great that yeah, means yeah, this woman is like i'm out to please the man that I'm, i love and i'm still i'm still this attracted to him. yes like yes, and i think right. that's cool then where it's like if you're in a relationship and you're doing that stuff still that means shit's like fiery and yeah good and right like, and right oh yeah it's romance and stuff. I that, might get those every now and then. Yeah, yeah right. No dick right. pics going back though. No, right. no she's no, not asking. No, no, yeah, yeah right. But if she, they're girls, I wouldn't. But it's like, <laughs> but I feel like some girls are like they want to know that they're able to do that. They're able. To, they're like, I, I, I know that you're thinking of me, and that you're getting turned on because you're thinking of me, and I want proof of that. Wow. That's the only thing I can do to rationalize it because I think it's weird. It's just weird. Right. And there's a lot of dudes that are leading with that. Who sent the first one, I wonder? That or, like, were people, like, <laughs> were taking dick Polaroids and mailing them to girls? Like, what the hell <laughs> yeah, happened right. 30 years ago? Yeah, what right. was the technology when you were courting your bride? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Were you guys paging right. each other? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, calling back just, from a payphone? It's just weird. Like, yeah, when yeah, did that the, kick in? How did we show off the dick? <laughs> in the 70s, real tight denim. I was going to say, you had tight pants. Yeah, really was, tight yeah. denim jeans. Tight pants came before Polaroid. Tight white jeans. Tight white jeans, dude. <laughs> right. Yeah, man. Do you remember uh, when I when we were leaving last night and my girlfriend and I came up to talk to you, Eric? And yes, my I girlfriend remember. said, I, what did she say? I love your demeanor. Demeanor, yeah. yeah. She was like, oh, I really love your demeanor. And I'm like, that's like a really, I'm not sure what that means, but that sounds like a real nice compliment. It made me feel pretty. Like I was like, this feels good. Demeanor is a like good thing. I feel like if a girl said that, that means overall you were probably liked Liked, oh, likable, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. and that's you can't ask for more. But than I think that. like a demeanor is like that's just you being likable and approachable and human, right? Yeah, but I think it's very specific. Yeah, it is specific. It's, like, can, it's not like everyone's. It's like I like your demeanor. Like right. it stood but out. But it could also be your pacing at which you talk. It could also be the subject matter of which you're speaking of. It could be like it's a very. It's a very all-encompassing compliment of. Well, I can. T- your- here's what I think it was. I think it's uh, it's it's attitude. It's not you. She like I think many women hate cockiness. Right, right, right. And you don't come across as cocky. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, confident, definitely opinionated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and, and really like, and this is maybe my opinion coming out of of your act. Like, yeah, okay, well, fuck it, fuck that, right. fine. Fuck yeah. that, fine. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. that's kind of your attitude up up on stage. Do you? My, do you, yeah. do you I'm sorry. Yeah. Do you think that women hate cockiness? Though I feel like I think they say that they no. hate cockiness. As it cockiness. was coming out of my mouth, Mike, I no, actually no, no, was no, no, like, no, no. you know, I think it's. But go ahead. But I talk about this when my stuff where I'm like learning the difference of cockiness and confidence because they're lumped together and they're separate entities. Yeah. Yes. Like cockiness is walking around being like I'm the shit, and someone's like, "Why?" And you're like, "Cause I said." Like that, you don't have anything to back it up. Confidence is being good at something and being able to be confident about being good at that thing. 
like confidence like i have confidence in stand-up because i've yeah. done it enough to know mm-hmm. that i'm at least good or right. whatever you know like at least serviceable at performing at it so cocky you, are you saying cocky no you don't have backup any backup you don't have a skill you are just you're just an ass because you're like i'm amazing and if someone said why you wouldn't have an answer i just am <laughs> yeah because okay. i said is your okay. answer so i can see how someone wouldn't like that right but confidence is like being able to go on stage like you. Like you should be confident in what you do because you walk on stage, you do 45 minutes to an hour, you have a great set in front of a lot of people and if someone goes good set, you should be like, "Yeah, that was a good set. I am good at that." And wow. that should be okay. Hmm. But would it? But would it? I do that? No, I know. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, it's also yeah. well, how thank you, you say thank it. You, like, but when know? she was like, right. "Oh, I really enjoyed your demeanor." I was like, "I really appreciate that compliment. I thank you." Like, okay. It, like you should we it's just the blindingness of like trying to blur cockiness and confidence together yeah. when they're separate. Yeah. They're similar, but they're they're the negative and positive polar opposite of the same thing. If she would have that's what I think. I know for sure that if, if you would have come across as just cocky, right. we would have been maybe even halfway through your set, but definitely by the time we got to the car, yeah. I didn't like him. Right. It would have been I didn't like him. But I also have opinions, but I like being able to back that opinion up with with nonsense or at least twist enough twisted logic to get people on my side where it's like a lot of the stuff i say is not correct but i can make it sound correct. nothing wrong with that mm. you know what i mean or it's like it's opinion i have and, it, and i might be partially right and do I'll opinions t- have to necessarily be correct opinion no, really is just opinion. a thought you've had yeah. that you believe in yeah you're like but, but like a lot of things i say when i'm just like we don't need to listen to old people anymore some old people are dumb that's not wrong some old people are dumb. Your age doesn't make you intelligent. Yeah. Like, they shouldn't all be able to vote. Like, it's just, like, <laughs> stuff like that. I'm not right. saying old people shouldn't be able to vote. I'm saying old, dumb people shouldn't be able right. to vote. You know, like, so it's, like, I like, I also like that where people are, like, oh, you're not supposed to, oh, I see what you mean. Mm-hmm. Like, like, trying to curve. I like. I enjoy that, too. Yeah. Like, being able sure. to curve people's opinion where they, they start out the gate and they're, like, I don't like where this is. Never mind. Yeah. He's, yeah. Turns out he's right. Uh-huh. What, what I've learned, I think, in the last year about creating material is to have a point. Yeah. From piece to piece. If you have a point in what you're trying to say, you're going to uh, intrigue people to... Um, Continue listening yeah, politely. Really listen. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's important in creating, you know, and punchlines come around it. Yeah. You know, if they're built around some substance that has a point involved. But then the other thing is, is that I feel like at a certain point in your career, you are, you, you develop the ability to create funny. Like if I gave you the word coffee cup, you could probably have five minutes on coffee cups tomorrow. Yeah. Because you know uh, how to build funny. Funny's not the hard part. No. It's so really it's like, not but the hard then part. you get to a point where you're like, okay, I can build funny. Yeah. But now what do I really want to say? Exactly. And then how do I build funny around that? That is that is the feeling. Yeah. I think. yeah. But then also like I have to reset myself a lot because it's like I wanna talk about all this like I wanna I wanna talk about history, I wanna talk about my opinion, I wanna talk about politics, and I wanna talk about this like heavy handed stuff but make it still likable. Yeah. So I'm not sounding like an opinionated idiot. I'm sounding like I'm talking about stuff and still having fun, but I also have to remember that we are entertainers and we do need people are paying to have a good time. Hmm. So you can't just you can't just deliver them a, you can't just deliver them a bunch of like right. interesting facts right. or interesting <laughs> things to think about. Like well, we, th- that's tried up on stage as many <laughs> No, it did. Every it night, defi- but yeah. it definitely is, but yeah. we still have to be entertainers too. So I hit the a lot of times I'll be like, "Oh, I really want to talk about 
gay marriage or I really want to talk about this. And I'm like, all right, you can talk about that, but we still have to entertain. Yeah, I guess our our, our payment is due to our spin on that subject. Yeah, on that topic. Right. Yeah. Or it's like or uh, also like you look at dudes like you look up to people and stand up and you're like, that guy gets to share every opinion he thinks of. Like in that's yeah. like I'll I'll like I'll envy that a little bit. But then mm-hmm. I look at a dude like Jim Gaffigan and I'm like, that guy's just talking about bacon. He's just enjoying it. And he's having dinner. a great time mm-hmm. and he is him. And I believe he would be doing that off stage too. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like this balancing act of like it boils down to like who am I and what would I be saying off stage? How can I heighten that on stage? Who hmm. comes to mind of people that can just say whatever comes to mind? Bill Burr, yeah. Louis C.K. Rappers. 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 <laughs> That's my goal. There's a point in me that wants to live the life Lil of Wayne? a rapper. Yeah, absolutely. Little Wayne. Yeah. Uh, rapper on stage because I feel like they do. They will say anything they want yeah. and they appear to be confident in yeah. what they're saying. Yeah. And on the flip, you know, yeah, man, I have people here that are legitimately listening to me. So my goal is not to, like, hurt. You know, I'm happy when people come and I get to make them laugh. But that's that part of me I'm talking about that I don't feel like I'm able to be myself completely yet. Right. Because I have family. And I don't want to, like, necessarily hurt my family. Sometimes... On stuff that I say, you know, and uh, yeah, know, or getting right. back to people like I like that's weird though. Where you're like, you're like, here's opinions I have, and there's there's times I said it on stage last night where I'm like, I said that, and I don't want my mom to hear that. Yeah, you know yeah, you, I mean? like, it. you but don't I, tell my mom. I, about don't that tell my mom about right. that joke. Right. Like, <laughs> and just opinions that we have about like being able to like, we're we we're can we we're compassionate people. Yeah, we have a conscience, you yeah. know, for the most part. And you're like, I would hate. I would hate to be the cause of anyone else's headache or heart heartache. Have either uh, of you guys ever apologized to someone close to you because of something you said on stage? Mm. I, const- I I have apologized to my wife constantly because of my lack of experience on stage. And what happens is I've always been doing jokes about my marriage and life. And when you're younger, you don't always know how to craft a joke. Right. So you're not always getting your point off the way you had designed it. Right. It's the same reason I don't rec- I, I hate when I see someone real young try to tell a racist joke. Right. Because they haven't developed a funny, so it's just straight yeah. racist. Yeah, yeah, you haven't <laughs> you haven't learned to build joke yet. Yeah. First right. you need to learn how to build joke, then feel free to talk about racism right. if you really want to. So yeah. And like but it's like but it's like you have to learn how to be a joke builder. Yeah. So it's like what I was what I always tell like young comics is I'm like I'm like, all right Weird joke about racism. Why don't you go learn how to write jokes about a toaster and then get back to racism later? Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Like, especially if you want to feature or you want to work clubs and stuff, right. they ain't going to put some dude up doing 25, 30 minutes behind any headliner just talking mediocrely about racism. Right. Like, you ain't getting work. There should be a note uh, in green rooms for open mic nights that say no rape jokes on your first night. Right. But then that's like I just I remember talking about stuff when I was starting out though where I was like I wasn't ready for any of that you know what I mean like yeah. I, but you were just like well these are things that I think are funny and whatever but you don't even know how to say them right yet that's the whole thing I felt like I was meeting at the same time I was learning comedy yeah. I was talking about my life so I would say stuff that was eh, quite offensive to you know right but I can like work that same joke today. In a way that doesn't offend her, right. where she's like, "Okay, I get it." Yeah, I can see you know, because uh, yeah. maturity and experience on stage, you learn. 
You yeah. learn. But I did. I did. But I remember. I guess I did. I had to apologize to a girl just because I, we. Were, I was dating this girl and I broke up with her. And then I wrote like twenty five minutes on that. And then like I can't. I was performing here on like Valentine's Day. <laughs> and on Valentine's Day, I just did like thirty minutes on heartbreak. And. Oh. And then, and I was like, that when it worked, it went really well. I but bet. then, but then, uh, she got a hold of me. She's like, some of my friends want to come and see the show. Is it all right if I come? And I was like, yeah, it is. And then she watched 30 minutes about me dissecting her and our relationship in front of 200 people. Wow. And my roommate was working the door and he was like, I've never seen a more angry face in my entire life. Wow. And halfway through my set, she walked out and then didn't, and then didn't talk to me for like, you know, like months and then called me and was like, it took a lot. Because there was a time where I was like, on stage, I was like, what a bitch, right? And everyone cheered. Oh, no. That's the, that's, there's oh, no. the problem. Right. That part of it. No, I Otherwise, know. built around and take out the, what a no. bitch. Right. You've only expressed your hurt and right. your pain. Right. But then it was weird because I was doing, I was doing really well with it. So then to her, she was like, she was like, she was like, it was really weird to see 200 some people agree with you that I treated you poorly. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I bet it did feel weird because you did. Or whatever, like, yeah, yeah. and it wasn't like it wasn't that extreme. We still talk and we're still friends now and whatever. But it was just like it was me acting out of like just a ton of pain and mm-hmm. right because that's what we, you know, like I'm, I'll, I'll get sad and I'll be like right. I gotta write this down because I'm not feeling good or whatever. Do you think that and you know apologize to her in advance? But do you think she would agree that at any time she was a bitch? Yeah. yeah. Okay, because but, but we've talked about it so long, and I exit out of relationships in a weird way. Anyway, when anytime I'm in a relationship, I'm like, I oh, oh, I don't want to end it. I don't want to end it. Venice, like with venom. I don't want to end it with venom because it's like it's like we like the breakup of a relationship is a very small portion of the relationship. That means ninety nine percent of the time we were having a great time and we were totally into each other. This last one percent of the experience that we're having is a negative feeling. Are you saying that you break up even when things are good? No, no, no. But I'm saying when things get bad, I don't want to leave it like I don't want to leave it bad because I don't want to just have a bad memory of you. Mm. There was good things that happened. I've never broken up uh, because it was bad. Really? Like, my relationships, this is sucks. They end because I either left town right, when right, I right. was young or... Yeah. You but there was know. only a couple that ended bad for me, and then there was, a, like, there was like <laughs> a couple that was, like, moving or, like, whatever. And that stuff's the hardest because you don't have anything to blame yeah. except yourself because you're right. like, oh, I left. And that she was nice and to me. And those women will always love you. Yeah. <laughs> those yeah, are the or, women that are always, problems down the line and, in your life. But not even... <laughs> Facebook. But not even <laughs> problems. Just, like, it's weird to try... It's weird to no longer have someone in your life where you don't have something to blame. You know what I mean? Like, in a relationship... If it ends in venom and punches and, you know, screaming and yelling, you can be like, oh, yeah, she was crazy yeah. or whatever, blah, blah, blah. But if it just ends mutually because I have to go or because mm. I'm not around enough, you don't have anything to blame it on. Mm. So I, then, I hate blame in general. No, of course. I hate I – hate, I feel like each couple should take one week and not blame each other about anything once yep. and just see how they feel at the end of the week. That's just a good idea. Because people just pull it out, uses and it separates you. It just creates distance. It's just a different way to say, um, um, it's your fault that all the clothes didn't get washed this weekend because you forgot to take it out the dryer. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I couldn't start the next load. Yeah. Maybe 
you say it in a different way. I don't know the different way. The different way you know, is maybe, you know, like, you it, know, we should both work together just trying to get these clothes out and fold them together. So, you know, what you just did right there is what all experts say is don't use, you know, uh, sentences with you. You did this. You did that. Say right. we or I, like, take possession of it. And I've gotten, an argu- I've gotten arguments with, uh, you know, someone I'm in a relationship with. Of course. And I have that going, going through my head, like, don't say you. You, you don't say you. Don't say you. Yeah, don't yeah. say you. But it's so fucking hard. Right. It's so hard. Cause it's very my head, like, route to go. But then also Sometimes, sometimes it is. Sometimes you do. St- like there was, uh, there's been times in relationships where it's like you did this, and I'm like, uh huh. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like sometimes it is. You're bad. Yeah. It's like true. It's, but sometimes it's, you like we're all human, so sometimes we mess up and do dumb shit. But it's not helpful. No, it's not helpful, it's not but it's also not incorrect. You oh, know what I mean? Me like, but that's what I think. That's a women's approach. I mean, it's your fault. What else should we say? It's your fault. You did it. That's there's nothing. It's the truth. But then I also don't know. Like anytime I'm anytime I'm in a relationship and it's a laundry situation. But even if I'm in a roommate relationship, I didn't necessarily mean laundry. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm using that as a loose example. Where I'm like, if if it's something trivial like that, like anytime, like anytime I'm in a relationship and I, oh, and that is that is with a woman or even in roommate situations where it's like, blah blah blah, didn't do the dishes. I'm like, well, do I enjoy him more than I more than I more than I hate these dishes not being done? And I'm like, yeah, I like him more than ha- yeah. looking at dishes. Mm-hmm. So every time I'm making a decision to be mad or not, I'm 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 spurring it on a scale against the love I have for the thing. You know what I mean? So it's like in a relationship with a woman, I'm like, she yelled at me about not putting my shoes in the right spot in her house. Mm-hmm. Do I love her more than I hate hearing about that? Yep. So what am I going to do? I ain't going to say shit because I don't care. That sounds very rational. It feels like you have a rational mind because I can be in that same situation. I don't know if I'm thinking about that. That's what. That's all my brain does. Like, and I don't great. know if that's good or bad because I don't know if Being it's like. Being rational is amazing. I think it's good. but I then, think so. But it's like, it's just like, but that's how I weigh everything. Like every roommate I've had. So then I'll yeah. stay, like maybe I'll stay places longer because I'll overlook more stuff or mm. like whatever, like. Stuff like that. So it's, I don't know if that's healthy or good, but that's how my brain fires. I can't be rational on the spot. I can walk away, think about it for a day and a half, come back and say, okay, I get it. Oh, yeah. It's right. documented. It's going to take me, whether it's my fault or not, if I'm getting blamed, I'm going to uh, be defensive at first right. Right. and make excuses. And then it takes at least an hour for me to realize, ah, oh, shit. Yeah. Even it when was right. me. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, but here's the messed up thing is that when you're in an argument, the human brain, when it has an ex- when it has an anger fire, it becomes dumber. Like when you are mad, you become less intelligent. Like so, when you are mad, it you have to step away and take an hour to let your brain clean itself off so that it can start thinking yeah. properly again. Like that's not even our fault. Like. Anger makes you dumb naturally. Mm-hmm. Like so, you just is this, did you make this up? No, that's accurate. Because you were talking earlier how you made up opinions. No, no, no. That's just <laughs> that's just scientific. You think so? Oh, no, man, yeah, that's like, interesting. That's interesting. But that's, it was in the journal Plus One. I yeah, read it. but that's <laughs> how. But that's how it is. You can look that up. It's fact. I'm not yeah. making that up. Even when I'm right about something, I still don't always know that moment. So maybe it takes the hours or day and a half. And then I come back and I'm like, you know what? I was right about this. Right. And we're made up by then. But I'm like, you know what? I apologize. I want to withdraw that original <laughs> yeah, apology because yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was right. Hey, wait a second. I thought about this longer. I'm taking that back. <laughs> 
That's my apology. You get over it. Yeah, Eric, right. I want to bring up something about uh, something you didn't talk about on stage last night. That I, I was actually, and I want your opinion on this. Uh, I was hoping because I liked it when the last time I saw you here talking about your weight loss. Yeah, yeah, I liked. I liked what you said about that a year or two years ago, whenever it was that I saw you here last. Yeah. And last night it didn't come up. You yeah. didn't acknowledge it at all. No. It's, at all. It's kind of weird, like, just because, like, I went through this, like, I had to, I've had to purge my material so many times because of the way my body changed. So it's like when I was 500 pounds, I had f- an hour of really clever fat guy stuff. Then I lost that weight. And I lost all that. And then I have, now I have maybe, you know, 15 to 30 minutes on obesity, on being a fat guy, on what happens when you slim down, on like more having attention from women or just being able to have women finally see me as a viable option or whatever, like stuff like that. So I have a big hunk of stuff on it now. And then also like the aftermath of like what your body looks like when you lose 300 pounds and now how I still don't have confidence in my appearance, even though I've lost the size of a person. Like I have all that stuff, but I also like, I also have a lot of that stuff where it's like that bums people out sometimes. Like I have good material about it and it's, but, and it's a little weird and it's a little, it's super personal. Yeah. Very personal. But I don't like to bring it out all the time, but I do like it. But then now I'm like in the next year, I'm looking at getting plastic surgery done to be able to have like excess skin removed and stuff. You know what I mean? So then it's like, then that hunk of that material will also disappear. So I'm like, I'm like, well, what's going to, what can I talk about all the time? You know what I mean? Like my appearance is oh, changing yeah. so yeah, much yeah. until I finally level off and maybe learn how to control myself. That sounds like a positive, though. No, no, it's not a negative thing. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, right. I'm happy to have that material disappear to be able to know that I've had growth in my caring about myself, which should always have been there. But in your yeah. constant creativity, because right. now you're like, all right, crap, I have to have new material that i can use yeah that i can use that isn't pure appearance but then completely abased and it's like now it's like you know it's like i got i got stuff about not having hair and i got stuff about you know what i mean like we we do we do approach our appearance out of the gate a lot of times uh, yeah yeah you know what i mean like you like you i remember bits that you had like the like your smile yeah, and your whatever yeah. like you have things that you're like that are right. heavy on your mind that are like when people see me this is what people think i felt like i had to walk out and acknowledge my afro yeah and that was an opener at a certain point in the career because they know but then that. that tilted smile joke you got oh yeah like right, that bit right. was just yeah, smoking right. and that's from a few years ago and i don't yeah. even know if you're doing that anymore but right, i remember right. seeing that even last like, night i got the hat on so people won't try and touch it yeah, yeah right perfect. right it was perfect. just perfect yeah so it's like we're just trying to like i walk on stage and the reason i was doing bits like about weight and stuff like that is because like that's what i assumed people were th- the negative things people were thinking of me and i wanted to be like i know what you're thinking this i know what you're thinking that i know what you're thinking then i'm gonna disarm all that and right. then move on to what i want to talk about but really Really, no one's probably thinking about you that much. Do you, do you know the number one rule to many, myself included, in comedy is to state the obvious. So that means that once you walk out, if there's something you feel like they are going to notice first, yeah. 
you point it out. Yeah, yeah. So Get no one it. else has to point it out. Right. Like, all right, and then you move on. Right. But then I, I also felt like as like when I was doing when I first started comedy, I was five hundred pounds, and it was like you can't be a five hundred pound dude and walk on stage and not talk about being five hundred pounds. You mean just going to politics? Or something. Yeah, going to talking about whatever like, you want to talk like, about. Way, They're gonna be like, way, does this way. fat guy not know he's fat? <laughs> like he's got to talk about that. You gotta. You do have to address. Which the, is funny in itself. You though, do man. have to address the obvious. That might be like. Um, like fourth wall funny where yeah. like you're like talking about it after the show like yo that dude went up the whole time and never mentioned it <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah 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 but that was like stuff i was doing some of that where it was like oh, i feel like i need to address the fact is he that he wearing I'm... jogging shorts yeah, yeah. does he not know <laughs> this is weird does he have uh, running shoes that's fake because there's so many styles of comedy man and i love when like comedians take different approaches, and where you're like, this dude doesn't even know. Yeah, you know? yeah he is clueless. But he's so zoned into what he does do. Yep. That he's just like he's funny for what he's doing and for what he's not even, you know. Yeah, not even touching. So many guys, when did you guys meet? Not just this week. No, 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 no. no, no. I known you. I gotta be. I want to say at least like. The second or third, maybe the first time when I came here, which is over I remember, four years do you ago. Remember, I don't know if you remember this. It's got to be like three, four years ago. But do you remember it was me and you and some other local comics hanging out in Uptown at a bar? Yeah, and we talked you, about making a uh, Me and you a developed a movie together? <laughs> we developed a movie just after a we show met, one day, right? We met that night, and later that night we're like, oh, this is funny. And then we're just riffing on this. But it wasn't even a comedy. It was like no, a weird, twisted murder it drama. It was a murder movie that so I know. know if we started like so I, producing I, I, it. But the funny thing is, is i still think about that to, the, to this yeah, day right. and i'm like this is got that's the fucking... first thing i thought about when i saw you that's the first thing i, I thought like, about when i got your week dude <laughs> hired hands man i was like i was like this could be a thing like we we had built out the structure yeah. of this weird murder drama right and i was like that, and i still think about that and i still have it written in notebooks and i've still written out characters and shit to it because oh, wow. i'm because i think it's I, it's good it's not you think i know it's good and i believe that anything that's like created correctly yeah. in our vision right i know it would but then i also like the fact that we were making a movie that would have uh that would have uh that would have that would be ethnic centric leads like we yeah. were gonna yes. have yes. we were gonna right. have like south american or latino like right Le- right. Like it wasn't like a it wasn't like me it wasn't like me and you sat down and made a me and you movie yeah, yeah. like we're like no this would be really just we didn't need Julia Roberts yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're like oh man it would be really dope I still think that's a damn good idea dude. yeah yeah I'm glad too. you still remember that because right. I still think about that sometimes I, hey, man, and then funny, here's the man. jacked up thing is when I moved to Los Angeles I was like crashing on couches and trying to figure out how to make dough so then i went and worked for my brother-in-law who flips houses and does that labor that we were talking about wow. and i worked with those dudes wow. and now wow. i have a friend who's named jorge and he is the coolest dude in the world because his family lives in guatemala and he sneaks up here to make six eight hundred bucks a week sleeping on couches and then mailing hundreds of dollars back home it's only going to help with the movie for you no, to have the inside but, but track of it like I was, I'm like, I sat down. We would eat burritos for lunch, and I'm like, tell me how you got here. Like, tell me, wh- tell me about your face. Like, oh, I got three sons. I have a wife. I have a giant house in Guatemala because I can send them two grand a month. He's like, I live off Coca Cola and in taco trucks. I sleep on a couch with a dozen other dudes here, but every day we go and we hang drywall, make two, three hundred bucks a day. And he's like, so that that fifteen hundred bucks a week or make I, I can send a thousand home. He's like, he can send three grand a month, four grand a month back home where three or four grand is a million dollars. Wow. And I'm wow. like, this dude is a 
ball. And he was like, I'd do anything for my family. He's like, I'm like, do you get people to hire to help you come over? He's like, never pet coyotes. He's like, do it on your own. He's like, you just got to be able, you got to be willing to walk a lot. And I'm like, shit, like that. And then I listen to him and I think about that when I'm bitching about stuff. You know what I mean? You know, culture, There's man. no culture. AC in this hotel. Oh, that guy walked across the desert in the middle of the night His to Wi-Fi go. His Wi-Fi isn't picking Yeah, out. my Wi-Fi ain't working. And I'm like, that dude walked across the desert to go get thousands of dollars for his family, you big ass. Yeah, man. You know, culture, man, is um, it's very different from culture to culture. You know? Yeah. You know? We're so ungrateful, dude. And you guys both live in the good life in California. I do. It's nice. It's nice. It's good. If I really boil it down, like, I complain about stuff like anybody, but then I have to hit the reset button and be like, oh, no, never mind. I like, man, I don't ever complain. The only thing I look at, like, I complain <laughs> a little bit about, so, like, you get aggravated about little stuff, but I'm, I'm quick on the reset. Like, I'm quick on the, oh, yeah, never mind, this ain't a real problem, you know? If I look at the things that make me upset, I get upset because my dreams don't come true fast enough. Do you have any right. idea how pompous that is? <laughs> You know what I mean? Like people are like worried about where they're getting food, where they're going to sleep. And I'm like, the dreams I have when I sleep don't come true in real life. (laughs) Like it's that's pathetic. I think my problem personally is I'm not balanced emotionally. No, no. I understand that. So I don't have like extreme extremities when it comes to emotions. And that's what my wife talks about. It's like I don't I'm finding stuff to hate. So I can talk about it. Yeah, but you're level. On stage. Like, it, it means you're level. You're like, you're not letting anything get to you too much. Which, I, is that bad? You know what? I don't want to knock it. I don't want to <laughs> knock it. But it does seem where when you have a woman that's like ready to cry on your shoulder. And right. you're just like, yeah. <laughs> um, right. I've seen people feel how you're feeling. <laughs> I know, right? And, yeah. I saw this once. I saw this in a movie. I'm supposed to hug you. Yeah, right. And I don't. I I want to be there. Yeah. for people. But I feel like that about like I feel that about like with for big stuff. Like when people are actually having an emotion that is justified, something horrible happened. I'm fine with being there them on that. But there's so many people having such heightened aggressive emotions about such small things. That I just get, I just get dismissive. Where I'm like, I don't know if you notice this, but you've been yelling for the last ten minutes about an ant or whatever. Yeah. Like, like ah, I got a spider in my kitchen. Like, I'll see my roommate freak out about scream at the top of his lungs about a spider in the kitchen, and I'm like, dude, just you can just step on it and make this conversation done. Maybe because of my lack of, I'm just not a fan of emotions. I'm not. I don't like decisions being made on emotions because you can feel one way. And then relax, cool down, yeah. and then you can feel a complete different way minutes later. Yeah. I like I like emotions. I like emotions, but I don't like unjustified emotions. Like I don't like I don't like big emotions about trivial things. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I like I like if you if you're having a high level emotion about some real important shit, I'm gonna respect that. But if you're having a really high level, like people that get, uh, like, I've seen people get crazy red faced mad at restaurants because 
it's taken too long. But or see, because that, like I'm so like, that's someone, not a justified emotion. Like, but take a breath. In someone's world, that is. is. Right. That's what's crazy. And there's a whole bunch of people that if that person, let's just say that person was a comedian, they go on stage, there's about half the room that's yeah. going to be like, man, I feel this dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hate when they take long. What are they doing? <laughs> yeah. All they got to do is make food. Yeah, Why is it yeah, taking long yeah. if that's all you they have to do? You knew we were coming. We, you got seats here right, for 50. Right. How are you not ready for 50? Do you not have a menu? Have you not made this before? <laughs> yeah. Is this like, your first crack at a hamburger? Hurry why? up. Can I, yeah, I can tell you what ha- what can happen. Uh, we went to a restaurant once for, it was like uh, Mother's Day, I think. We were taking my parents, well, my mom. My parents were there. Uh, and it, like the line was out the door. Finally, we got in, and the line's just not moving. The only reason right. we moved out is because people were leaving. Yep. And we get in there. It's like, what in the fuck? Like the same thing. Like, did right. they not? Is the cook dead or something? Yeah. What's going on? Uh, seconds later, the ambulance pulls up. The right. cook had had a heart attack. Hey. Oh, oh man. Well, now we all feel like dicks. Right, 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 right. Yeah. So you, the weird thing is, is that you're having this heightened emotion. How was the tri-tip? <laughs> <laughs> But you're having this heightened emotion without all the information. Yeah. And then once you get their information, you're like, oh, yeah, someone might be dying. My Me having to wait 45 minutes to eat some ham doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. I don't think that emotion comes upon that um, average person. I think that's someone who's above level rational. Yeah, I, I think, think everyone else stays mad, and then now it trickles into the next thing. The waiter hey. does something, and like they didn't even offer us water. Because yeah. now they're mad from the first thing. Yeah. And then it just keeps bubbling. I always, and it keeps going. Like, it's, I always can overanalyze it. And I, I like everything. Everything. I overanalyze everything. So I can always find a rational possible reason why this is slowed down or why it doesn't matter. That's a gift. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't matter. Like, oh, we're, what are we going to do? Spend 30 extra minutes in this restaurant? I can't lay on the couch for that 30 minutes. I can't watch a documentary on Netflix. I ain't doing dick anyway. Right. We like, ended up just going to their other location. It all worked out. <laughs> exactly. I would really be interested in you staying at that restaurant, knowing something happened to the cook, eating, and just wondering. Yeah, like, but who's the bench cook that did? got to come out on the bench? And maybe you know what I mean. Like you're seeing some like Rudy type shit where they're like, yeah. "We brought the sous cook up to the lead position, and then he owned it." Like you know, that how man great? was Lou Gehrig. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like there's some story about that kid that like finally got, the dishwasher yeah. finally got his chance to make gravy, <laughs> right? We had and to then bump he the got a to the back. Like you, you might have been involved in someone's life severely changing and getting better. Right. You know what I mean? Like wow. they, the the head manager comes out and be like. How was the food? And you're like, it was so good. And then they're like, new guy, you're now a bug. You get a raise. You start next season. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> or it was uh, the uh, you know the shoot the sous chef was like just washing his hands. Like now's my chance. Yep. Oh, false alarm. Yeah, not yep. a heart attack. He's all right. He's back in the He's game. Like, oh, just was, indigestion. He's that okay. was gonna be yeah. my chance. Like I don't know. Like I'm always like break. like I think of that stuff too. And I'm like I'm like the cook's gone. Who's taking that spot? <laughs> <laughs> who's taking over? Who's finally getting their? Who's finally getting their dream to be a head chef and i'll take an application yeah exactly i bet they got an opening position here i bet they do too hey i saw i was looking at your uh twitter feed uh mike kevin hart was at one of your shows recently um a fake kevin seriously (laughs) (laughs) tell me about it right right. uh during the show i was like that guy looks familiar but there's no way right you know and um 
That's all it was. So I did my entire show. I had a great show. I enjoyed it. And then afterwards, we took a picture with him and his girl. And I'm like, here's my opportunity to crop out his girl. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look at who was at my show last night, everybody. Did you address it on stage? Like, look at Kevin Hart's here. Right. Knowing that it's not him? No, because I didn't no. want to do that. Because oh. I don't like when I talk about it on stage where I feel like everyone just was like, hey, you look like. I oh, feel like oh, people, yeah, yeah. you know, so I didn't want to do that to him. But afterwards, I just did it in a uh, just for jokes, yeah, you know. Yeah. I did it in an Instagram, went <laughs> to Twitter. Like, what was it like, tall Kevin Hart? Yeah, he was. We were the same height. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> wrong. That's how you know it's bad, right. dude. You're a bad Kevin Hart. You're too tall. Yeah, yeah. I just read he's five two. Yeah, yeah no, I'm, little, I've dude. met him, so I know, oh, right? Okay. But it was funny because that's what everyone was asking. Like, man, you're not that short, Mike. I'm like, no, he's on phone books. <laughs> yeah, then, yeah, 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 yeah. That, you can't and, see his legs. He's got stilettos on. And then you realize how old a phone book reference is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> phone books. First, where did you find phone books? I just saw one. I, I rent the house I live in, and I saw we uh, had some water damage. I was moving stuff around, uh, and and I saw a phone book. I was like, holy, how many people lived in this house since this was one <laughs> year? Right, right, how right. many owners? Had, I bet, I bet man, this? you go grab a phone book from, you. what, what was that phone book from, 1998 or something? Like what? It, it was 90-something. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so 96. Go and start calling those numbers. I bet none of those numbers yeah. exist anymore. Disconnected. No, everyone has cell phones. Just my parents. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like who's 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 in a phone book? They're only for standing on and for kids to sit on to be able to see the top of the table. Yeah, I remember delivering phone books as a job. You had that? I, yeah, it's well, like I went in and did the uh, uh, like filled out the application for that job once, yep. and they made it seem like way too much work. Like nah. they they're telling us that they follow. Like, you, you know, you could get all the phone books, and obviously somebody ruined this where they just got the money, took yep. the phone books, and tossed them in a dumpster. I did that. You did you? Because <laughs> like, now they follow up and go yeah, back yeah. and call houses. But it's like, I was like, I was like, I'm like, I was like doing them for a while where I was like, all right, you just drop it off. You, like, it was an easy thing. Like, you put a bunch in your car, you go to a neighborhood, you throw them at doors, whatever. Mm. And then after a while, it's like, I'm throwing them at doors, I'm throwing them at doors. And then people are like, I don't want that. And I'm like, all right, well, then I'll fucking throw a couple of them at a couple doors and then I'll throw a bunch of them away. People didn't want them. Yeah. Like, now they follow like, up. Yeah. People are like, I don't want that. I'm like, oh, all right. Get that off my get that off my steps. Why are you putting trash on my mm-hmm. steps? Yeah, I'm like, yeah, all right. Yeah. You're delivering garbage. That was like 02. And they're like, nobody wants this in 02. <laughs> no. And thank God we don't have our cell phone numbers in one of those things. Yeah, no, man. That's crazy. Of course, if there were, if everyone that has a cell phone, think how big a phone book would have to be. It'd have to go by like neighborhood because so many people have oh, cell have phones. To, it would have to go by like, it would have to go by na- nation or something like you know, Like my cell phone's San Diego. I'm from here. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like your cell phone's, wh- you know, whatever. Right. You're from D.C., right? right? Are you from right. D.C.? I'm from Baltimore. Oh, Maryland. Baltimore, yeah. Right, right. But then I wasn't old enough to get a cell phone until I lived in Sacramento. Right. So yeah. So how do you group that? Yeah. Right, like, how do you group right. that? <laughs> it's impossible. I saw a picture, Mike. Okay, then to explain, was this a Katie Couric impersonator too that I saw your picture? So with? no, man. I was on the Katie Couric show. How random? How did that? How, how random is this? Yeah. What? What happens is, boom! I get hit up because I find out that I'm a viral video expert. Because this is like I am, I guess I am somehow. Hell yeah! I, am. I had a TV show for um, a season called Offbeat right. on the Fuse Network, and due to having that shows a clip here and there, someone saw this and that. Now I'm a viral video expert, 
So Katie Couric is hitting our people so I can come on her show. And I'm on her show for a segment as Mikey Winfield, the viral, viral video, video expert. expert. And we're talking oh, about dude. Charlie Bit My Finger and whoever else. And I'm giving my uh, but people input. See, people see that on TV and they're like, does this guy go to college to get a degree in sociology? So I was like, yeah, right, but you're like, nah, 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 I didn't do that. <laughs> Who's taller, Katie or Kevin Hart? Actually, Katie, by far. Really? Yeah, yeah, she got him. She got him a lot. Katie's got to be, what, five, six? Yeah, I put a four. About five, five four, four. But you yeah. slapped some heels on that. Now you're talking five yeah, six, five seven. Right, right. That's big. You know, that's 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 big for a lady. She was intense too. She was like, you know, like in between breaks. Do you hug like, her? I think I believe I did. I yes, I hug did. Her. Right, I mean, like, right. give her a hug. She's very intense, you know. And <laughs> like, uh, you need to settle the hell down. Yeah, I was kind of like, you know, okay, I'll just say this, this stuff. And, yeah, uh, settle she, down. We're just talking about viral videos, Kay. Yeah, right. Come right, on, Kay, right. chill out. Heavy duty, but yeah, yeah, man, you just never know. Katie Kirk, I knew that I was gonna be on that show literally like a day and a half, two days before it actually happened. I'm like, man, you like, I, you got thirty hours to prepare to sit down with the K monster. That's crazy, <laughs> yeah, right? Anything. She's thinking happen. the people she's interviewed, dude. Like, she's had some heavy hitting journalistic shit. Like, right, right. and you're yeah, just like, oh, man, I would be stressed out about that. Is I'd be like, compar- <sighs> did you ask her if it was comparable to meeting like Nelson Mandela? I wish anything? I had more time. <laughs> yeah, I wish I had more time. Was it cool? Quick? Yeah, you know, no, it's probably two, three minutes. Yes, that's quick on right. the scale, but yeah, yeah. 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 But you're like, but you you were like hanging out in a green room, and then they're like, oh, here she is. Get in there and talk to her, and then Absolutely. get the hell away from her, right. or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah right. it's so weird. Then the other one I want to bring up is Arsenio. You did his show, yeah, yeah. So I did. Ars- yanked it off Ars- the air. Arsenio Hallman. Wow. Let me tell you about late night experiences. This one was special because they saw me once showcase somewhere in L.A. Um, and the booker was like, okay, great. We'll see you on this date. Nothing specific. Not about what, what jokes you're going to do. How much time am I order, doing? Nothing. You want right. t- can I do 10? They're just like, <laughs> all right, we loved you. Come on, do what you do. And to give me that creative freedom to just have me craft a set just felt like the good. way it should be. I'm a comic. <laughs> I know how to appeal to people. Let me do what I do. Yeah. Yeah, but you're like, I'm going to make me look good. Right, right. I'm not a dummy. Right, right, absolutely. And, you know, like, um, I have a Letterman appearance currently that is um, approved. I just need a date. So it's a new appearance. Oh, good. Good. But, I mean, that show, and I get why. I get why they might do this, but it's verbatim. And they're, like, specific. You got to type out a transcript. Yeah, why you, okay, all right, we like that, but, um twist that but not this word can you use another word instead of this word you're like really come on so i mean and if you know his audience they're very you know particular you know so i'm i'm really looking forward to it as well you know i'm a i'm an artist (laughs) that just needs different you know um what are they called that they paint on canvas canvases most people who could say they've done Letterman and Arsenio did it in the 90s. Yeah, right? Right? What is this? And I remember, man, being a kid and watching comedians. Like, that's what you did before you fell asleep. Like, right? I saw Chris Tucker. And yeah. I saw, like, uh, Earthquake, like, back a long time ago. Dude, you the know? thing I remember watching the youngest and being a, like, I was like three or four. And my mom told me, she's like, you would stay up way too late. And we would watch, me and my, me and my mom would be up super late. And she was like, 
She was like, you would be watching Party Machine Stand Up Spotlight. Oh man, with Rosie O'Donnell as the host. Wow. When she wow. had that, she's like, and she was. I like, don't remember that. No, no, no. I don't. I don't really remember it either. But she's like, we would be watching that together, and I would just laugh when the audience laughed. She's like, there's no way you got the jokes. You were four. Yeah, right. But anytime the audience laughed, I would just fake laugh really, really loud. Yeah. And she was like, and then I would get closer and closer to the television. And then when I was 18, and I finally did stand up, I went to my mom. I was like, I did stand up comedy, and she's like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> I get. This. I knew since you were three, you dummy. Damn. Right. Like, but it was stand up spotlight with with the young straight Rosie O'Donnell. Yeah, right. Straight at the time. At the time, Arsenio, man, I must say though, man, what a loving person. Yeah. Like, man, he came to my dressing room before my show to just talk and to tell me that he was a fan. Like, he knew some of my work that um, I had did years ago and I was like man this is wild to just have this happen and he had on Snoop Dogg slippers and I was like what is this what and he said that he got these Snoop Dogg slippers when he had his very one of his very first shows back in the day that Snoop Dogg gave him personally. And I was like, this is dope, That's man. Awesome. Like he's rolling around in Snoop Dogg slippers through the hallways, you know. I'm talking to him and he put me at ease, which I feel like he does with all his guests. And uh, I was able to just perform comfortably with not one ounce of nerves, you know? Yeah. But it's also interesting that you go back, you went back and pulled a retro credit. I know. You know what I mean? Like, that's crazy. <laughs> like, you went, you, went, you went hipster and went and got, like, retro credits. Oh, like, man. What if I'd have had that theme going that I'm trying to do with all the old premises? That's, oh, it would have looked like straight oh, out of the look, Yeah, you would have looked like a genius <laughs> on our cinema. They were like, because if anyone watched that, they're like, when was this recorded? 97? <laughs> yeah. And you're like, no, nah, 2014. Gotcha. <laughs> like, when that's people dope. ask, tell people you were on the episode with Bill Clinton playing sax. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, tell them, right. That's you don't so remember? Great. Most people turn the channel and he was done, but I was on right after that. <laughs> right, after right. that Bill solo. I did, I did five minutes right after Bill. <laughs> That's so dope, dude. Yeah. Very interesting, man. It was... Arsenio. Arsenio. He's a deep thinker, man. We had him on our radio show. He's very uh Yes, he's deep. profound. Yeah, he's he profound. does have some stuff going yes. on, right? Which is good. We are, uh, I don't want to take up too much more of you guys' time. We've been doing this for about an hour. Well, great. So there's uh, a... <laughs> wrap it up. I'm done. No, I, I could go for a lot longer. I, would, I want to talk to Mikey more. I know. <laughs> I'm just having fun. Yeah, I know. I am too. <laughs> we, can, we don't have to. Can we just shut the recording off and keep chatting? Because well, I'm having a good yeah, time. I got nowhere to be, but I do want to bring, I want to do want to bring a couple more things on the mic here. Yes. Each week, I've been recently. I've been ending the shows with uh, talking some sports. We're going to do that in just a second. Before we do that, I want to. I do have questions about. Uh, you're selling. You're selling a t-shirt after shows. Yeah, I sell a t-shirt, man. And um, my brother is my artist. Okay. So you know, through the course of time, we've developed all these shirts, and recently, it's kind of just. It's just me. It's just the face. Mm -hmm. But more importantly is what the face says underneath. It says, you don't steal the cake mix if you ain't stole the bow. <laughs> and everyone's listening like, oh, yeah. But then people are like, I don't. I've never heard that. No, no, that right. don't make any uh, sense. Because it's, it's one of those things I paint this picture on stage and it kind of feels like, have I? No, have I? And it's just, man, it's just comedy. And yeah. it shows me that we as artists can create anything yep. and, pr pr you know, and show it. <laughs> we, 
that or you could be on stage and you can say something and people are like, should I know about this? Yeah, absolutely. Like people are like, this guy's talking and he seems to be in the know and I should know about that saying and I guess that exists somewhere I'm not from or whatever. Like that's what I assumed when I heard it. I'm like, must be from the East Coast. I'm like, is this an East Coast thing? I'm like, is this a Sacktown thing? Like, yeah. I, like I didn't, I'm like, you. Sometimes you hear lingo and you're like, am I missing out on something? <laughs> and now are you traveling so- with somebody because that bag you're carrying with all those T-shirts? <laughs> it's huge. Oh man! You do know. you wear like? A, do you wear those like when you leave the club here? Because I saw you brought. <laughs> oh man! You wouldn't amaze you. You'd be amazed how many move. I sell so many of those crazy shirts, man. And people, every time they buy them, I'm still in awe. Like they just bought a a, a shirt with my face on it. Like that speak so many volumes that people are just like man i feel an attraction to support this guy i want a piece of you way exactly that's what merch is merch is a piece of you Mm -hmm. and comedy man is so beautiful to me because we started this from zero to a round of applause afterwards this started from nothing Mm -hmm. to bombs to people like wow look at i've never seen that and and you yeah. get them to open their wallet again after the show. Yeah, but it's like it, we went from sincere silence to sincere high-level laughter right. where they don't know what else to do but slap their hands together because they want to make more noise and out of appreciation. It's yeah. way more of a competitive field than it has ever been in the art of stand-up comedy. You know, there you go 20 years back, there's... 90% less comedians right? than oh, yeah. there is right now. So to me, I found that stand-up is just almost becoming a regular job. Right. It's just another job that people do, but the strongest will survive. And if people like your point of view, they will come see you. Or you get the... On an average night, people just want to laugh and get away from whatever's going on in their lives, and they come to laugh at that, too. But I I also feel to be a successful stand-up, yes, you do have to be able to write joke and perform joke. That's important. But it's also important, like, can you handle everything else that's involved? Can you handle nonstop travel? Can you handle being alone in a hotel room for a week? Can you handle mm. being being the center of attention in front of 200 people with 200 people wanting to talk to you and then going away to a hotel room and being alone with your thoughts? Like, yeah. there's so much yeah. to being able to handle what you do that it, that takes a very specific person. And a lot of times those are the things that burn people out because they like the performance, but they don't like the travel. Or they like the performance, but they don't like being alone. Or they like the performance, but they can't handle being in front of people all the time. Or whatever. You know, oh. like, you, you... I know a guy that's like that. You know what I mean? Like, there's a very... It's a very specific right. set of things that you do. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and that, that, that comics that can make the longevity, that can make it last, you're able to do a lot of... You're able to do they a lot of things. stick it out. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like... You can handle all the levels. I want to give attention to Eric. You you got you sell some merch after the shows too. Yeah, I got two CDs that your I, feature performer is wasted. Yep, that's thirty minutes concept album all on alcohol with a great cover photo. Yeah, it was me passed out like an idiot, <laughs> and that's why I stopped drinking. Because yeah. I want what I did is I was like I need to stop drinking, but I have a hour of booze material, so I'm going to take the best of it and boil it down and release it and then try to not talk about alcohol anymore or just talk about sobriety. Wow. Like, I was like, I need to kill that material. And then the first one was just, I wanted to release a CD as an MC. So I had, I told Dan I was like, I want to release an MC CD. 
at Acme. So he just recorded one of my MC sets and put it out as a CD because I didn't think it was fair that bands got to release six-song EPs, but I had to release a 45-minute. That's the story behind that? That's why I pitched it to him. <laughs> I pitched it to him because I was like, it's not fair that a band like bands can release a six-song EP and yeah. start, their, start having audio out there, but a comedian has to wait until I have an hour. I'm like, I don't want to wait until I have an hour. I want to release mm. a 15-minute comedy EP. So I told him that, and he was like, all right. And, and you're selling them after the show for? Whatever people want to pay. Yeah. Which I don't. Like, it's weird. People don't want CDs anymore. Nobody wants them. They don't? They just put them on their, they just put them on their computer and throw them away. Interesting. Like, right. nobody right. wants that thing anymore. Like, I, I'm trying to figure. I'm mm. like, and then I also, like, if, if I say, I don't want to say that it's, ten, like, like, what am I going to sell it for? Like, what am I, what am, what, should, what is my supposed to sell it for? So what I want people to do is, like, some lady came up to me last night and was like, here's 20 bucks. And I was like, here's the two CDs I have. How much change do you want? And she's like, don't worry about it. And I was like, all right. Interesting. And I was like, cool. Well, but sometimes. She went on Amazon. I right? know how much they are on <laughs> Yeah, 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 man. They're, they're cheap. But I'm like, I don't want, you. I'm like, you pay whatever you want to pay. I've had people hand me $5. I've had people hand me drugs. I've had people hand me old gift certificates. I, I, I say, I say, whatever you want to pay or barter system, I'm like, they cost me four bucks to get. No, I think it's perfect. But, but pay what you want. Yeah. I'll pay what you want. And it always evens out, man. Like I I, it does. Every time I'm at a club and I, and I count down, I'm like, oh, I got rid of this many. It's always like, oh, I sold them for eight bucks a piece. Oh, I sold them for mm-hmm. seven bucks a piece. Right. People are mostly decent. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, like it's your face. Yeah, yeah, I mean. and, yeah. Then they're dealing with you in a human interaction, and it's also fun to get weird shit. I've had people give me hoodies off their back. I've had people give me painkillers. I've had people give me Starbucks gift cards. I've had people give me like I like that too. Yeah, yeah. Because that's more fun. I'm tired of running, and this is a big statement because I like that you're selling your CD, and you did that because you had to take the step to do it. The reason I have sold T-shirts over all these years. I've sold a shit ton of T-shirts, right. dude. But oh. I'm saying because I did that just because I didn't want to make my CD yet. Right, 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 right. So right. now I feel like it has to be time and I just have to do it. Yeah. Like I'm sitting on a well of content. It's, you, don't ha- you don't have an album? No. Never. Really, dude? Never. And that's the thing. When I'm doing, like, I, you know, I do all this research, you know, look shit up for the guests I'm going to talk to on this podcast. And last, you know, a year or so ago when we did the first one, and then now it's like you search Mike's name on, like, Amazon or whatever, and there's no CDs coming up. It's like, I just... How, that's, are they I'm, not stocking it? There's got to be one. Right. I'm surprised by that, dude. But I remember selling shirts as a feature just to get by. Yeah. Like, you sell $20 shirts. Right. Two for thirty that, or whatever. To, I only do that to so eat. they get a piece of me, right? But that's, that's because the, people do want a piece of you, yeah, right. right? Because I mean, right now, like, yeah, like if I put a CD out now, I feel like I could put another one out, right, and I right. feel like I could, I could keep producing with how much material I have right now, and I just have to do it. But it's yeah. fun. But we, I will talk about that more, just because yeah. I, got, I got some things that I've been thinking about really hard that might be interesting oh because my, CDs, oh, are, good. CDs are CDs are CDs are dying. Mm, but I mean, but but CD as in the physical CD, right. yes, but, but not the content of right. having it, not right, at right, all. Right. We'll talk about that more. Okay, great, great. I like it. Um, and just for the record, I still buy CDs and but immediately upload it to my computer. Yep. But that's because you want to support that person. Mm-hmm. But then how can right, yeah. how can I how can how can I give you that digital information, but in a but in a fun way where you're not going to throw that thing away. Who cares if they throw it away if they have the content, though? It's true. Because they still have you. Yep. All right. We're gonna, I will talk about it. Yes. 
I want to get your guys' opinions on this thing, and then uh, we're going to wrap things up here. Talk a little sports here, and I uh, see if you guys have stories connected to this. Um, are you guys baseball fans at all? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There's a baseball player named uh, uh, Brandon Phillips. I know that name. For the Cincinnati Reds. He's the fastest. No, he's not the fastest guy. Keep going. Keep going. Well, like a week or so ago, they were playing in Cleveland, uh, not Cleveland, in Pittsburgh, and there was some sort of delay in any ways. Like, uh, Phillips was getting heckled nonstop. Like, the crowd di- the crowd emptied out, most of them, because this long rain delay. So, by the time, like, they resume playing, there's, you know, 50 people in the stands. So, what, what does that mean? The players can hear everything that's being shouted at them. So, oh, some dope. guy was giving this Brandon Phillips a hard time. And at the end of the game, he tossed up a baseball to this guy, and he wrote on it. It says, Dear Drunk Guy, thank you for all the love and support. Now take this ball and shut the F up. Yours truly, Brandon Phillips. I love that guy. Yeah, I didn't know that story, but I thought Brandon Phillips was an actor that died of heroin. Philip Seymour Hoffman. There we go. Yep. Mm. That's a different dude. One's he's black, an amazing actor. Oh, man. <laughs> Have you seen the movie that he's with Ethan Hawke? Yeah, and um, it's, it's called The Devil Something Something. It's on Netflix now. One of the all the movies. That amazing. is the bomb. But, but so Brandon and he was on drugs in that movie. Yeah, I know. He was just just being just dropping bombs, <laughs> being a pro on heroin. Oh man, baller. The Brandon Phillips thing is like I like the honesty of that. Like, hey, dude, I I am a person. I am I got good at baseball. You talking shit to me hurts my feelings. Sorry, I have feelings. Here's a baseball. Go fuck yourself. Like. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that level of honesty because a lot of times baseball players, everyone's an animal. Like everyone's screaming down at you. Like I remember back in the day at the Metrodome when Knobloch came back when he got traded to the Yankees, people were throwing batteries at him. Hot dogs. Hot dogs. It was and batter- dog night. They were yeah, throwing dogs were throwing at him. Hot dogs at him. People were throwing. But I remember hearing people throwing batteries at yeah. players. Yeah. Like batteries. Like that's a person. Mm-hmm. And just because they got good at baseball doesn't mean that's not going to hurt their feelings. Yeah. Like I, I like that. Man. Um, yeah. About this, I hate the disconnect. I hate that because the stand separates the field, people feel like they can do and say anything. Mm-hmm. And But that's the position. I feel for entertainers, I feel like we put ourselves in that position. But as an athlete, a pro athlete, they were just good at something they did as a kid and now they're on these higher platforms and I just feel like it's unfortunate that they have you know, that I mean that's the real world. But I also feel like we open ourselves up to it where we're talking at them. So the fact that we're talking at you and we might ask you a question might get you to start talking, where then we might have we might have spurned you to talk. But you yelling evil things at a baseball player, he's never said anything to you. Yeah. So why are you like, why are you why are you interested in having a one sided conversation with that guy? I feel like that way with a bunch of athletes, you know, like they're under this eye, but they have to understand that you just can't do certain things unless you're just going to welcome the criticism. You can't go sleep with every woman and have all these babies. Or people are gonna talk about it. And if you're gonna be fine with them talking about it, then so be it. Do your own thing, yeah. You yeah. know? But otherwise, it's just like. But I like. Man. I still like that move of him being like, "Dude, I, I heard you. Here's a baseball. You're an ass." Yeah, but here's the sucky part. He's probably got some type of fine because Major League oh, Baseball yeah. felt a, like he got a fine. We or, have to do our part right. to give him some type of fine. Or he got his manager jumped down his throat or whatever. You, you know, know like, what? I bet he thought that through because I didn't. I didn't. Uh, he didn't write "fuck f u c k." 
he wrote fuck p-h-u-c-k i like that so i wonder if that was like hey i'm gonna work my way around this I'm like still, i might be a role model i'm still gonna say what i want to say but i'm gonna drop a ph on it to soften up and do a pg f you yeah right. pg-13 F-U. that's great man i mean that i mean that shows you this is someone who didn't just act out of anger that like, he thought about yeah, it before. It got him angry, and he went, all right, how can I handle this in a very professional manner? Yeah. Or a semi-professional manner, or in a more professional manner. I like that guy. I don't know who that dude is for sure, but I like that guy. Does it? Uh, do, would you either of you consider bringing base, signed baseballs to game to uh, your sets here, and if things don't go bad, hand those out afterwards? I practice. Look, at if you see my hat, what it says is Little League. I practice a lot of baseball, so I would probably have it and throw it. I'm pretty <laughs> accurate. Yeah? Like, I could hit a dude from... The back row, like on point. Like, you want to go play catch, ma'am? I promise. <laughs> I I didn't bring my glove. We but can't buy a glove. No, no. You got to break it in and no. all this stuff. It just what if we so start breaking time. them in now? We could play catch on Saturday or next next year when I come back. Right. <laughs> I'll play some catch, dude. I'll that bring sounds three fun. Gloves. We it could all do it. Start here. bringing start bringing used gloves, but that are broken in, so we can go play catch. I play some catch right now. Damn, right. Damn. Damn, fellas, thank you. Oh, before we go, I have to say this, man. It's uh, I I have I have to mention my Facebook page. Okay, yeah. It, it's uh, Desirable Mike. Desirable Mike. <laughs> and I have to mention it because I don't, I always, I know you have the people who listen, and I just want to know who listen. It's basic, that simple thing, like you were saying earlier about people leaving comments. So that's my Facebook. Well, I also said that about you last night. You're savvy, dude. I like it. Oh, like, okay. You're, good. Like, you're a dude that's like, you're like, I want to know what's going on around me and if people really are enjoying me and I want to know how they feel about what I'm saying and all that shit. Like, I like that. Oh, good. It's good. Okay, great. I'm so, glad. Uh, okay, Desirable Mike, Facebook, right? Yeah. Twitter? Mike E. Winfield. Yep. Or BigAssTeeth.com will get you to all of that. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> how are you, Eric? Uh, Eric, E R I K underscore Allen, A L L E N on, on Twitter. So, yeah, follow me on Twitter. Perfect. Fellas, thank you. Yeah, thanks, dude. Continued success. This was fun. Awesome.